When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that has one rule no glove. <laughs> i love it i love it i love it uh i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today today all the gloves are off per use um yep. we're gonna talk about shopping we're gonna talk about shopping um but first but first okay so here's the deal at a certain level of patreon if you send in a hundred words, you get to use my whole meaning. I will say the words. Now, you do, hey, before you get any ideas, you can't <laughs> demand to use Kyle's whole. But today, we're going to let someone use his whole. Yes. We have a hundred words, but Kyle is to read them. Yes, because I'm feeling compassionate and a little subby will let you use my whole right oh. now. And I'm going to do it the regular way where I literally just read the hundred words. So this is from uh, Jacob Rossitano. I am Kyle. I am a loving, kind, compassionate, and creative person who brings joy to every room I walk into. I care about people in a unique way that allows them to be themselves and want to strive to feel more comfortable in their skin. I am attractive and someone to be desired. Through sharing my story and struggles, I've been able to give a sense of hope and togetherness to people I will never meet. I have saved and improved lives solely because of who I am. I am loved. I am proud of who I am. That was such a sweet way to use your hundred words. I mean, we didn't say it couldn't be fiction. (laughs) (laughs) I need to write that down on a note card and say that into the mirror every morning. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that. Yeah, that was very sweet. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. People keep, people keep using their hundred words for like important shit and nice really shit. Important things, nice things, helpful things. Yeah. Boo. Uh, yeah. What happened to lizard, lizard, lizard? Yeah. You know? well, okay. 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 I wouldn't go that far. Maybe somewhere <laughs> in between those two extremes would be good. You're right. You're right. And before we get going, I sound awful because I almost died in Ecuador, but I'm here. I just want everybody to know if there's like weirdness to my voice or if I cough, fucking deal with it. How are you feeling, Mike? Great. I'm great. Um, I feel like a million pesos, which is like four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Ecuador did almost kill me. Okay. Um. Hey, the moral of the story, never eat gas station scrambled eggs in Ecuador. I always say. That's a good life lesson for all of us. Yeah. And now here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Oh, God, Kyle. Oh, what? What are we doing? <laughs> what are any of us doing anymore? News the first. Deeply weird human and man who has fucked up my name forever. Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Yes, I'm so excited to get him into the news. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I know it's going to be something dumb and shitty and horrible, but I'm so excited to hear about Mike Johnson. Well, Rolling Stone was reporting this week 
that um, back in 2022, he was at a conversation on the war on technology at Benton, Louisiana's Cypress Baptist Church. And uh, in that, he talks about how he abstains from porn. Have you heard this? I heard some weird thing about him in porn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he says that he used he uses an accountability software called Covenant Eyes, which fuck my ass. That's the worst, the worst name for an app ever. But he installs Covenant Eyes on his devices to abstain from internet porn. Quote, it scans all the activity on your phone or your devices, your laptop, what have you. We do all of it. It sends a report to your accountability partner. My accountability partner right now is Jack, my son. He's 17. Oh, God. So he and I get a report about all the things that are on our phones, all of our devices, once a week. If anything objectionable comes up, your accountability partner gets an immediate notice. I'm proud to tell you, my son has got a clean slate. Your son has a secret phone. That's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) First of all, he's... Yes. Yes. Your 17-year-old son is finding ways to access porn. Yes, absolutely. And this is very weird. This is very, very weird. Like, hey, son, let's make sure that each other knows when we're looking at something while we touch ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, son, daddy wants your help not looking at porn. (laughs) And if I do look at porn... You're going to know exactly what I looked at. Yeah. (laughs) It's so deeply, deeply fucked up. It's so fucked up. And we're the perverts, you know, like that's so weird. Yeah, that is, it is, it is, it is, it is fucking weird. And someone else pointed out he has third party software that scans all of his devices for porn and he's the speaker of the house. What kind of a threat to information security Mm -hmm. is that? But her emails, f- Mike, is her emails e- were on a separate server. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Like, quote, a U.S. congressman is allowing a third party tech company to scan all of his electronic devices and daily and then uploading reports to his son about what he's watching or not watching. Who else is ex- accessing that data? Um, anyway, yeah, um, I, I okay, also I sort of feel bad because I don't want the hilarity of this deeply weird thing to detract from the fact that he is a dickbag fuckface asshole and is perhaps my number one dickbag fuckface asshole candidate this year wow uh details coming for the dickbag fuckface asshole awards sure uh, the, uh, now that i'm back from south america i'm going to focus full time on that as my mission in life <laughs> it's uh, a new job um but yeah he's a terrible terrible person don't let his weird porn habits with his son detract from that yeah, good call. Uh, news the second? Yeah. Okay, I struggle a little bit because I am going to use the word suicide, but I don't think this needs a trigger warning because I'm not going to go into any sort of graphic detail. It's just a thing that is part of the story, if that makes sense. But uh, Smith's Station, Alabama, Mayor F.L. Bubba Copeland was found dead Friday evening. Um, uh, Sheriff J. Jones confirmed that he took his own life. And uh, Mayor Copeland has been at the center of a controversy this week involving his personal life. So he was mayor and owned a small grocery store and was pastor of the First Baptist Church in Phoenix City. But uh, apparently he had been posting pornography, graphic memes, and explicit photos of himself in women's clothing online. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he posted pictures and memes and in forums on Instagram and Reddit would um, make claims that he was a trans woman named Brittany Blair Summerlin. Uh, he linked to trans fiction and erotica that he authored. So a conservative blog, 1819 News, which was once owned by the right-wing Alabama Policy Institute, um, posted all of these details about his private life online. So they approached him first so he could confirm or deny it. He then deleted all the accounts and asked them not to go public with it, but they did it anyway. Then he said that the posts were a hobby to get rid of stress. And then he is a pastor, so while he was preaching at the First Baptist Church there, said that he was the victim of an internet attack and that this is not who or what I am. I apologize for any embarrassment caused by my private and personal life that has become public. Uh, This will not cause my life to change. This will not waver my devotion to my family, serving my city or serving my church. Uh, The whole thing, uh, he had a a wife and three kids and apparently um, uh, took his own life when the police just pulled him over to do a wellness check. Uh, when, wow. when, when the police pulled him over, that was the only thing, uh, that he could think of to do to get out of, out of that situation, I guess. I, I love, hate this story. Um, like it's, it's such a, a mixed bunch of feelings, right? Because I think, I think it is likely just all of the things that I've read about this lead me to believe that this man w- was a deeply, deeply closeted trans woman who was doing whatever she could to explore that and um um that unfortunately she was in too deep in her male presenting life i like the vocabulary to even talk about the whole thing in a way yeah yeah Uh, and at the same time he was a deeply awful person like very conservative and part of a not queer affirming church where he was the mouthpiece in in a, a, a community that had pretty terrible policies toward LGBT people, so it's it's such a mixed bag. But there's something compelling about the story. Yeah, for sure, man. That's wild. I mean, it's the it's an extreme example, but an example of what happens when you demonize this group of people is that you grow you these self-hating people that exist in the world and they can sometimes perpetuate some of those terrible things even if they themselves deep down are part of the community because they've learned to hate themselves so much because of what has been said about them it's 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 really fucked up yep yep it is really really fucked up so the the pink news uh, version of this article just uh, had had this note at the end. Readers affected by the issues raised in this story are encouraged to contact Samaritans. That's www.samaritans.org. S a m a r i t a n s. Samaritans.org. Um, or or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yeah, there is another option. This it, it, he might not have been able to see it, but there there are other ways out of this yep yep uh okay news the last so seattle kraken's justin rogers has just come out uh he is therefore the first out gay support staffer on a national hockey league team oh awesome 
the Kraken. That's our that's our hockey team. The I Seattle mean, you Kraken. Also, you also said Seattle, so that was another clue. But you know, I actually know that one. We live there, Kyle. <laughs> we live here. <laughs> I've seen them in concert. I mean, in in playing in in you, team you, battles. You, you saw the Kraken in concert. Yeah, I saw the concert. That. Yeah, I love that. Um, he is believed to be the first out gay support staff member on an NHL bench. Uh, it, it, the NHL was running this program where they would have everybody pen letters to their younger self. And uh, in the letter that he wrote to his younger self and that the NHL then published, uh, he assured his younger self that, quote, the knot in your stomach that makes you feel confused, isolated, lost in the world and invisible will slowly loosen as you grow older. And um, Mm -hmm. said, uh, quote, you will accept yourself as a gay man, create a life authentic to you while welcoming others into it. It won't be easy and you won't do it alone. It will take time. Uh, The building blocks will start to take shape now as you enter your teenage years. And uh, the NHL trainer admitted that being gay and walking into team locker rooms challenged his fears of acceptance like it does for so many others in the queer community. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think it's it's really really sweet, and I I think it's a little bit telling that the NHL is in a place where the newsworthy thing is support staff, much less a fucking player. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, hope anyone is anyone here gay? Please, <laughs> someone be gay. Yep, yep. Although although apparently um there is an out by player Zach Sullivan uh, in the NHL, but. Uh, it's also a little bit you you say is anyone is anyone the NHL is scrambling to make up for their pride tape debacle bullshit right they mm, they yeah. they said in October that they were going to sweep uh that they were going to have a ban against on ice th- themed gear uh including rainbow clothing or LGBTQ themed tape on sticks during pride night events and uh so there was a big brouhaha about that i think that they're trying to play clean up catch up a little bit all of that because at the end of the day all of these sports uh, organizations are businesses <laughs> <laughs> yep that's a, a very important to remember yeah justin thanks for being you thanks for being out thanks for being near the hockey that's happening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being on or near the hockey field <laughs> <laughs> that's the news speaking of people who are on or near our hearts i want to thank the following new patreon members Thank you to James Letterman. Ooh. Sorry. There are two ends on that. Letterman. <laughs> and thank you to mm, Cookie. <laughs> oh, I just thought you were going to say Mbop. <laughs> oh, no. But what's better than Mbop is mm, Cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want me to say your name, if you want to join our Patreon happy hours, if you want to get bonus content, if you want to get signed shirts, there's tons of bonus uh, things you can get by going to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. And if you sign up for an annual membership, you get 10% off. Yeah, 10% off. It's sorry mm-hmm. I missed the last Patreon happy hour, y'all. I was literally on a plane. Yeah, your flight got delayed and fucked up. So we had a blast without you. We just talked about all the things we don't like about you. Great. I love it. I assume it was a lengthy list. (laughs) Do you want to talk about shopping? No. Oh, why not? I hate shopping, Kyle. I famously (laughs) hate shopping. Why the fuck would we fucking do this to ourselves? What is wrong with us? 
I also hate shopping, so I'm not sure. I I don't have the answer as to why we're doing this. Was okay. it was it me or you that suggested it? I don't know. I think it, there are a lot of topics that sort of happen organically when we're having our little chats, and this is one that we for sure are like, yeah, probably better. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, it's a topic that we. It's surprising that we haven't done just given how ubiquitous it is that gays love shopping, gays love fashion, gays always look their best. Like, that's just such a big stereotype that I'm surprised that we haven't talked about it. But probably, probably the reason is we both hate shopping and have been avoiding it. So, finally, on episode uh, we, we, 359, uh, we, yeah. uh, we will talk about shopping. Yeah, shopping. Okay. And and I want to know why it's gay. I don't I don't totally understand it, so I hope we figure it out together. I think I th- I think we know. I think we're going to know. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh I'm going to talk to you about the history of shopping. Okay. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Yeah. I mean, okay. So it sort of depends on like, where do you want to draw the line for what shopping means? Because I think what we mean when we're talking about gay men enjoying shopping is the like, let's go to the mall and spend all fucking day together going through every rack on every store, pretending like that's fun. And yeah, yeah. so 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 shopping as leisure activity doesn't go back that long. Um, but then you can go all the way back to like, if I have a rock and I go to your egg stand and I trade you this rock for that egg and I'm trying to decide, do I want that egg or that egg? Is that shopping? It's, it seems maybe not, but yeah, it it's like could the be. bartering kind of, I, yeah, I think of shopping more the modern sense that you were describing of like, let's get every, get the girls together and go out and go to the, a bunch of different stores and find cute outfits and judge the outfits together and do a montage and you know, all that shit. Yep. Yep. Well, these things are definitely older than history. So there are signs of civilizations um, before written word that had um, markets, places where people would gather to trade goods and services and going there with the intent of I have shit, they have shit, we're going to trade shit as, as being as being shopping. That's that's older than older than history. But then the concept of stores or shops, which that's the root of the word shopping is, is, is a shop really get going in the middle ages. And, uh, you know, we have to build up cities and infrastructure enough so that there's enough jobs and enough of an economy and, and, uh, having regulated coinage that can then standardize pricing for things before you can really have like the modern concept of a store of a shop and different crafts and different professions would have their specialties and would, would run their, their storefronts. Yeah. Clark's anvils. Yes. 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 It's D and D man. Like that's D and D. Yeah, for sure. We're playing D and D right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the modern, the, the modern concept of shopping, like so many other things on this show before us, we have the Victorians to think. So why is it always the Victorians? I well, did not realize that. Because the Industrial Revolution fundamentally changed the way that we lived and fundamentally changed the way that that families were organized and the way that they interacted with economy. And um, things like advertising became 
possible and successful and people had for the first time ever disposable income of, of any sort of to speak of. But yeah, the 18th and 19th centuries were when urbanization, industrialization and capitalism uh, created new markets and products. And uh, that's when we first see the rise of department stores, big stores that offer more than just one thing. Uh, mail order catalogs like a Sears uh, and Roebuck get get their get their start. And that's when advertising really becomes a thing, too, of like, hey, if you want to keep up with the Joneses, if you want to be a badass bitch, you need this thing or that thing. And then people would be like, yeah, OK, I'll I go get it now. Yeah, it's the reason I have a job because I work in advertising. Yeah. Did you know that your people have been evil for 300 years now? <laughs> <laughs> I do now. So there's some people that say that there's a new phase of shopping that's happening now, not just the move to online shopping, which is for sure happening. That's really super easy to see. But also that in a way that we never have before, we care more about the political and ethical concerns involved in our shopping. Mm-hmm. So the the idea that like you can boycott Chick-fil-A because they're dick bag fuck face assholes. That's that's a relatively new concept. We've only just sort of begun to realize that, oh, that place has people behind it. Those people are using that money for these purposes that I agree with or don't agree with. Like that whole thing was sort of lost to us before fairly recently. We just mm-hmm. would go and exchange goods and services and whatever happened to the cash after that, we really didn't ha- care or have a... um insight into maybe there needs to be some level of competition that exists between like, there needs to be enough chicken sandwich shops that I can go to a different one if I don't like this one. So there has to be like capitalism really fuels this ability for us to pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I also wonder, um, it seems like it could go either way Uh, um, that like, back in the day when you only had three channels to watch, the news had to be pretty, even like cover all ends of the spectrum because you couldn't afford to offend anybody because because you you just couldn't but also people couldn't go anywhere else there were only three options i i feel like there's a similar thing happening with the chicken sandwiches right like (laughs) if there if there's if there's too many of them then it doesn't matter if you boycott them or not Hmm. but if there's not enough it also doesn't matter i don't know anyway (laughs) <laughs> okay interesting let's see okay so so then the the question that you asked up at the up at the top uh is a, a little bit i think wrapped up into the history why is shopping gay yeah so culturally the victorians considered shopping to be feminine and like <laughs> we've said over and over and over again when things become associated with femininity they then get associated with gay men as a misogynistic slight on their manhood, basically. But then also gays tend to embrace that and almost amplify and perpetuate those associations. So, And I can't tell if it's because, is it we have been the the label femininity has been foisted on us so we embrace it in a way where we call each other girl and she and and embrace some of these feminine things is it is it a positive thing because masculinity holds people back from embracing things that are traditionally feminine like Hmm. i don't know there's 
there's, you know, there's the good and the bad side to it of, are we just putting up with what's been shoved down our throats or are we really getting to embrace a fuller version of ourselves because of this? Uh, uh, well, it's a good question. I don't think we're qualified to answer it. No, I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, no, no it, it really, it really, it really is a, a good question, but I, I think there's also this sort of like, are these things feminine? they get associated with femininity and then we may or may not embrace that or like let ourselves do the feminine thing, but like, they're not even, how do they get associated with femininity in the first place? Like, yeah, totally. Um, there, there was a, there was a guy, uh, a, um, anthropologist, um, who said that, uh, quote, historically the division of labor and roles between men and women, were such that men were expected to work and earn money and women were expected to spend it. (laughs) (laughs) It, But that that they were, they were in charge of the household, that they were in charge of housekeeping, um, making sure that, that there was food and that things were clean and that the man had clothes to wear off to his job, but that, that shopping because women had that role, that's where the association of femininity really got root that, that before that sort of modern division of labor, uh, it was more accepted or more likely that men and women would both shop, like would go to the forum or the market or whatever. Hmm. This is super interesting that there is a, the idea that women are less <laughs> less intellectually strong and more susceptible to advertising oh boy <laughs> and and the, and therefore shopping and shopping culture is targeted to them and the whole thing is intentionally feminine because it works that's is that from the like joe rogan podcast or where did that come right, from right 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 and uh, uh this is one of the one of the theories that's out there. People are saying, Kyle. <laughs> People are saying it has been said that. <laughs> um, but similarly, that that feminine goods are seen as frivolous or emotional or aesthetic, um, but that masculine goods are practical, rational, and functional, and that um, when you start looking at not just the function of something, but the form of something. If you say that the form of something and having options there is feminine because dudes don't care, they just want it to do the thing, but women are more invested in what it looks like and how it does it, then you have to have more options. Shopping around becomes more of a necessity. So it becomes more of a feminine outlet. I hmm. I think there might be something there, but I, I'm failing. No, I it makes sense to me. And I also care unlike the stereotype care more about the function of something. And that's probably part of why I don't enjoy the shopping is because I don't care about getting, I just need, need to accomplish a goal and shopping is not an enjoyable thing. I want my end goal to be done. Yeah. I just want my nipples covered. I just want my nipples for God's sakes, Mike. (laughs) I just want my nipples covered. (laughs) And then this, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this says shopping can be a source of stigma and discrimination for gay men who may face negative stereotypes and judgments for their shopping preferences and styles, such as being labeled as vain, materialistic, 
or promiscuous. But I also wonder if that's exactly why they do it. Because they're supposed to be vain, materialistic, or promiscuous, and they're playing a script. But there are some people that just really love fashion and want the latest trends and whatever. And it's not because they're vain or anything. It's just because they like it. I mean, this is one of those things where it's like a little bit of both. Like some people are probably playing into it because of the expectations. And that's what, that's the piece that we're trying to break of like, you don't have to love fashion. If you don't, you don't have to love shopping if you really don't, or if you're just playing into some stereotype someone's placed upon you. But if you really love it, like fucking go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I'll stop there. That's, that's a, a, a little bit about shopping and, and, the history of it and how we got here. Cool. Well, do you want me to tell you a little bit of Gata? I hope you do. I hope you say that gays spend way too much money. <laughs> well, they do spend more than straight people. LGBT people spend more than straight people, but I'll uh, tell you how much and where they spend their money. Ooh, after the break. No, after sorry. The <laughs> yeah, that was a good teaser. <laughs> after these messages. Um, so this is from 2015 Nielsen research, LGBT households when compared to non LGBT households make 10% more shopping trips per year and spend how much more Mike? 20%, 7%. Ooh, that's a bargain. What? If you go more often, but you spend less, that's, that's less per trip. You're saving money. Yes, you're saving money by spending 7% more. That's the kind of, Mike, you should work in advertising. That's the kind of logic we need. There's this boy math, girl math, gay math thing that people keep trying to talk to me about. And I think that there's there's something there. This is this is definitely gay math. Well, I go on 10% more shopping trips, but I only spend 7% more. So I'm saving money. That's gay math. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, the things that we are more likely than non LGBT people to have purchased, what items, what kinds of things are we more likely to have purchased? Um, um, uh, uh, vacations without children. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true, but that's not uh, on my list. Um, art. Oh, also not on my list, but maybe. I'll just tell you since okay. um, necklaces, <laughs> maybe we're 35% more likely to have bought something from a convenience store. That does not check out. No. Why? I don't know. I just don't see. I just don't see twinks shopping at Seven Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> we are 72% more likely to have purchased something from a bookstore. 72% more likely. Yep. Well, that's because straight people are dumb. I was going to say that <laughs> makes us sound so smart and yeah. learned. Yeah. I'm not one of those 72%. I don't fucking go to bookstores. I love bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. There's apparently a new gay one in Fremont. Really? Yeah. Oh, we work there. I work there. You work there too. Oh, I forgot so, that. Sometimes. Yeah. I'll be um, there tomorrow. Do you want to have lunch? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Great. Um, let's coordinate right now. Um, yeah. Get out your calendar. Um, we are 55% more likely to have purchased something from a liquor store. Fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> that one checks out for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, how about the weed store? Is that separate? <laughs> oh, that's not on the list. I don't know if this is 2015. There were, there were so few states at that point that were Yeah, that's true. legal. Yeah, 
Um, 32% more likely to have bought stuff from the pet store. Oh yeah. We do love our furry friends. We love our furry friends of, of many different types. Yeah. Animal and otherwise, uh, 19% more likely to have bought something from a health food store. Oh yeah. Okay. Cause we're, we all care so much about our fitness. Yeah. We are less likely to have shopped at places like the dollar store, mm. less likely to have shopped at department stores, department stores. That's interesting. Yeah, that one, 18% less likely to shop at department stores. Hmm. Um, 40% less likely to shop at toy stores. Less likely? Yep. Oh, because kids. Well, we don't think. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. like straight people don't like to have fun. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're thinking of the adult toy store. Thinking, well, oh, well, ooh. Is that on the list? No. <laughs> I was. I was just thinking of like, is it the straight people in my life or the gay people in my life that have like games and, and toys and, oh. and, and stuff. And I forgot that the straight people have children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole other thing where straight people have little tiny babies. We spend 35% more on online purchases. And I wonder how this has changed. You know, this is back in 2015. So I wonder how it's changed, but 35% more on online purchases. But weird come from weird places. 122% more that we spend on snacks. What? What? 73%. I know, right? 73% more uh, spent on house household cleaners. Mm, yeah. Okay. 69% nice uh, more that we've spent what? on coffee. I guess we like our artisanal coffee and being <laughs> fancy that way. What's the ice bill? <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean cocaine? No, I mean ice, iced coffee. We <laughs> oh, 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 that too. Um, sixty-seven percent more on medication. Oh well, that's, and we need it. Our, we need our prep. <laughs> Something that I thought was really interesting is the opening of the article, which I'm just going to read how it framed all of this before it started talking about the data. How it framed it. What's the next big thing? It's a question retailers, manufacturers, and marketers ponder incessantly so they can be at the forefront of growth with the latest innovations, media, and consumer groups. And when it comes to looking for trendsetters in these areas, they would be wise to take note of American lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender households. Hmm. Hmm. That was the way they set this up to say that we then spend more money than others, especially on some of these important places like electronics. And that, I don't know how you felt about that, but that always rubs me the wrong way. I hate when it's like, look to gays to be the trendsetters because I'm not, this is one of those things. I am not a trendy gay. I am not on top of trends. I'm not the first person to buy the new thing. I yeah, wait until. I agree with you. I agree with you. And this is also maybe in that space though of don't, don't take a trend and apply it to an individual. That's a bad idea. Like that's not how it works. Right. Like, like maybe gays on the whole are more likely to know the right direction. I will be the gay point in the wrong way. Right. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You, yeah, you can't take a, you can't take a trend like this and apply it to individuals. You're right. So maybe you're right. It's, it's 
as one of the people that they are not speaking about, it's frustrating to feel, I think it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong that I'm not one of the trendsetters. So that's one of those times where a positive stereotype that should be a cool, good thing that people assume that we're trendy and hip and know all the new things and have all the new things. But it, but when you're not a part of that group just makes you feel worse because you're not doing it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's the Gata. That's the Gata. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. Why are gay men so stylish? Um. Oh wait, you're just supposed. You just say why. Oh, why? Because when you spend that much time in the closet, you ought to find something good. (laughs) That was a joke I found online. It sounds good in theory, but (laughs) it was my closet, and I am bad at shopping. Yeah, I, I wasn't stuck in like Tom Ford's closet. I was stuck yeah. in my own. Yeah, that would have been that would have been better. Tom Ford is a designer, right? I guess. Okay. Right. I'm automobile manufacturer. Or an actions hero? I forget. Okay, Kyle. I'm calling this segment How to Enjoy Shopping If You Hate Shopping. Okay, I need this. Yeah, well, the, so do I. And the problem is I, I wrote it and I don't think it's working. So... <laughs> 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 can't wait i am so excited what a great setup for the thing you're about to tell me all right first what are the reasons that people hate shopping so that we can maybe try to address some of those or mitigate them some of mine on my list well go ahead you go like why, why do you why do you hate shopping what are some like reasons beyond just an emotional reaction because i hate trying clothes on great yes I have a weirdly shaped body that like I'm tall, but I, so I need longer sleeves, but if you get, I don't know, just body image image issues too. Like I just hate trying stuff on. Yep. Difficulty finding the right fit or style that's on, on, on the list here. Uh, and, and discomfort trying things on in public. Just the amount of time it takes. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't got time for that. I do have plenty of time, but I don't want to spend it in this way. <laughs> Lack of time or bandwidth. That's absolutely, absolutely a concern. Yep. I feel like I'm playing family feud. Um, Show me no time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Well, the too ones, many choice. Oh, what? Too, too many choices. Uh, yes, 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 yes. The paralysis of analysis. Yeah, too too many options makes it hard to choose. And there's actually some science that suggests that your brain literally gets tired when mm. it has to make decisions. And uh, you put a whole bunch of decisions in a row in a shopping environment, and that's decision fatigue is a thing. Oh my god, I definitely get tired going shopping, and. M- one of my exes would realize when we'd go shopping, he'd, he'd know that I was starting to get hangry and mm. he'd be like, Oh, we need to get you some food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the nicest way to say you are being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. We need You're to get you teetering food. right on the edge of being a real dick. So let's go ahead and get you some food. Yeah. Um, people, crowds of people suck. You have to deal with oh, people when you're fucking God. shopping. That's so true. Crowds of people don't know how to like move out of the way and stay to one side and place items back where they found them and fold them up back. So they're nice. They just kind of throw them haphazardly. People are the worst. People are the worst. 
Um, noise. I don't have that as a concern very much. Um, I, I don't know what kind of like rave party Kmart's people are going to, but, uh, <laughs> noise got, got mentioned as a thing that people don't like about shopping. And, uh, another one is, um, budget constraints, the stress of managing how much money you have and the things that you want and going through the sometimes painful decision-making process, uh, uh, that way, especially in groups of people where everyone might not be in the same place from an income perspective. Mm, that's very true. You well, and I mean, expectations coming from, if you're the gay one there, you should, you're supposed to have all of these kind of skills at shopping and knowledge and money. Um, and, and so there are kind of big expectations of your shopping yeah. ability. <laughs> Yeah, you know, another okay. This is this is random, but uh, the first one I think makes more sense than the other. I have two more for for me specifically. One is I don't like being sold to. Mm. Now most retailers don't do that as much anymore. Like I I feel like it's been a while since I encountered it, but having to talk to somebody who then like wants to upsell me really upsets me. Mm. <laughs> Um, I just, I just want to, I just want what I wanted and I want you to shut up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the other is I have so much anxiety that somebody's going to think that I'm shoplifting, uh, like all the time. Like even when I have no intention, I've, I, I don't shoplift. I'm not a shoplifter. It's not <laughs> a thing that I do. I like, there's you, still time. We can, we can t- turn you around if you want. I don't, I don't think you can accidentally shoplift. <laughs> I, I, but I'll, I'll be worried about like, if I walk around too much without picking something up, that looks suspicious and somebody will think that I'm shoplifting. Or if I, if I hang on to this thing and, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I get in this really, really crazy place. It's so crazy. And I don't like feeling like that. What's the fear that someone will see you holding on to something and, what walk up and say you're stealing that? I think or? that I'm stealing it. Yeah, and that they will then like come address you. Yeah, like they'll take me off to Sears jail or something. I, 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 <laughs> take you off to the back room. Ooh, that's the start of a good porn. Um, but <laughs> lead you off to the back room and grill you or something. Well, please don't call the cops. I do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I I most understand this as it relates to though, like flying like air airports, I'm always really anxious going through TSA. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. have anything in my bag. I don't have mm-hmm. anything wrong. I'm not carrying a bomb in it, in my bags. I know I don't have any liquids. I know I do it all correctly, but I'm still nervous going through TSA that they're going to be like, Oh, you have this toothpick, which could be constructed into a giant old bomb device. Yeah. 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 Or, or, or like, we found this pound of cocaine in your backpack, sir. Like, yeah, it's not mine. I swear. A likely story. Like, yep. Who's just randomly putting pounds of cocaine in people's backpacks? Like, that's not a thing that people do. But the yeah. fear is there. If they found a pound of cocaine, I'd be like, well, I'm not flying to my destination anymore. I'll take that cocaine. And I got my weekend plans down. <laughs> Never mind. Don't need to fly anymore. Oh, God. Okay. But okay. I can see, I can kind of see that. 
it's funny because I have so much anxiety if, and I don't have the anxiety over that thing. So it's, mm-hmm. that's, that's fun to not be the one that has the anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet it is fun, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, any more, any more reasons people hate it? Any more reasons you hate it that we didn't touch on? Okay. So some tips and strategies to make shopping more enjoyable, potentially. Number one, shop online. That's the number oh one thing. God. That's what a lot of people do. That's saved me a whole bunch. Now, I will say the downside of that is I'm definitely less adventurous. Like shopping online is so you don't actually try the shit on. And if something arrives from Amazon and it doesn't fit, I'm not returning it. I, I know that I should and can, but I don't because I'm lazy. So I tend to shop like safe things, but um, I'm, I already know we're going to work. It's really hard to buy shoes online because I have weird shaped feet. So I haven't been able to buy shoes that really work. Are they like squiggles? Yeah, they're they're just there's just that one toe that goes the wrong way. It's just really hard to fit into shoes. So shopping is convenient. Uh, Online shopping is convenient. There's everything you could possibly fucking want. It's private. They're like, it's just, it's just, it's just better. Yeah. And, and I also feel evil doing it. I do. Is it because you use Amazon? I, I have and do. Yeah. Is that why it feels evil? Yeah. Cause they're fucking evil, Kyle. Yeah. No. Oh, completely. I feel very guilty every time I buy from Amazon, but mm. that's like, we'll have to talk about it on a different episode, but like there are things I'm able to take on and, and you know, stakes in the ground I'm able to put and I can't do that for Amazon. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Number two, uh, shop with friends. So even though that can cause some anxiety for some folks, especially when it comes to money stuff, it can be better with friends to make it a social thing uh, uh, make it more fun. You can help each other look for things. If you're on some kind of a mission, you can watch each other's shit. You can (laughs) not feel like you're shoplifting. I don't like there's shopping with friends. I do enjoy that more. Like I hate going by myself. I slightly hate it less when somebody else is around. Then you can turn it into like, you're also like hanging out and doing something with, you know, it's not just about shopping. It's about like being with this person and doing an event with them. So that part, that part is fun. Like I would go shopping with you and like, then it would be like, we're hanging out and helping each other. And yeah, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, shop with a purpose. That's number three. So uh, even if you are getting pulled out to go shopping with people, decide what it is that you're after have a goal in mind because sometimes it's the open-endedness and the the uh, the decision fatigue Uh, so just decide i'm looking for a pair of pants or uh, i'm looking for an outfit for this party that i have coming up or or whatever it is Uh, is just simplify it down to not just random ass shopping but like this is the thing that i'm going after this is the purpose yeah, that's easy for me because I would not go shopping otherwise. I would not go shopping without a purpose. There has to be a purpose to force me to want to do any kind of shopping. Number four is 
shop with a style in mind. So uh, before going, look through magazines or online to find a, a photograph or two of someone that is wearing something that you are interested in wearing and then go with the purpose, number three, <laughs> of, of replicating that. And then uh, number number five, make it a game. Oh. So uh, set a budget and see how close to that you can get without going over or find a photograph and, and again, replicate it as exactly as possible. Um, make it a race with someone else to get an outfit for a, a specific event or whatever together, ready, set, go. Um, that a competition of sorts that, that there are, are different ways to make it less shoppy. Um, if you, if you turn it into a game of, of sorts. And the last one is the most woo woo. Um, <laughs> um, but just remember that remind yourself as often as you can while it's happening that yes, you might not like this, but it is a way that you are taking care of yourself. Hmm. That, this is m- me expending resources on improving my life, myself, my world. And um, uh, just just remind yourself that that is a, a worthwhile expenditure of energy, you. That's always, that's a helpful thing to remember when doing a lot of tasks that you might not want to, or, or just in general, just remember that you're worth putting investing and time into that's a very nice one i'm i'm bad at that i won't do it (laughs) (laughs) i'm i probably won't do that either (laughs) to be honest can i tell you about this uh essay that i read i hope you do okay it was called i'm a gay man and i love when women say to me let's go shopping he's lying (laughs) kind of it was a 2015 essay by jd stewart published on huffpost.com on the like free for all anyone can post but it was actually really good you know you can get a variety of crap when you can just anyone can throw it onto the wall and see what sticks but this one was good and it was a satirical article that Mm. talked about some of the shitty things that come along with this kind of idea of, you know, women bringing along their gay best friend to go shopping. So it was, I love when, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a gay man and I love when women say to me, let's go shopping. So I took some of the, I, I unsatired it and just wrote down some of the main points that, uh, JD was making in, in the essay and wanted to share some of them with you by and and this is like a common, this fits in with the kind of gay men are women's best friend kind of idea. The, mm-hmm. you know, the, one of the, one of the bad things about it is it turns us into token friends that mm-hmm. don't have a complete richness and fully formed personhood. It's, we are there to shop. That's, Oh, you, you like, you must like to shop cause you're gay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I ran into this, especially when I first came out, I definitely played into the stereotypes a lot more cause I didn't know how to be gay. So all I knew was the stereotypes. So I would try to be the shopping, I'll go shopping with you. I'll, I'll 
make judgments about your clothes and offer opinions that I didn't really know. I didn't know what I was fucking talking about, Mm -hmm. but I would, I would kind of try to play into that. And it felt very tokenism. Like I'm just here to be your gay friend. Yep. 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 Another thing is that it implies that we are just there for the amusement of women. Ooh, they, they get so little in life, Kyle. Can't they have us? They can, (laughs) you know what? You're right. That one, that one's okay. You use us women, use us to, to your heart's desire. It makes us feel like we're supposed to be fabulous and well-dressed. Uh, I touched on this, that there's a, when you don't live up to these standards that are expected of you, like setting the standard at fabulous and well-dressed, uh, it makes you feel bad about yourself and having an opinion can make you the bitchy gay or a queen, which it's interesting that those terms are feminine terms that we use to apply to gay men when they express opinions about, especially about someone's clothes. Like that's a common time when you may say that like you're being a bitch to someone else. Yep. 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 And lastly, one of his points was that it is a form of stereotyping. Hmm. And that's what our show is all about, Mike. It's a type of stereo. (laughs) Stereotype. Yeah. So that was a little bit about some of the, I think women, some women may think that they are being supportive by asking their gay friend to go shopping. And I, I think it's worth reflecting on like, does this person actually like going shopping? Is this something I know about their personality and know about them and they've expressed interest in, or they've said they want to, or they're like, are they actually interested in it? Or are you just saying, Oh, they're gay. They must like it. I think this is one of those things that's worth, I think the intention is often to include someone and pick a event that you might both want to do together, but is it based on the actual person or just your stereotype of them? Yeah. That's a really good point. Like how often do you invite somebody along because you like their company without even really thinking about whether they would like to do the thing that you're inviting them along to? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always think about hopefully trying to do something that the other person would be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully the both of you are right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. On the Patreon bonus segment for this week, I'm going to uh, talk to you about a forum I found where they asked the question, is it gay for guys to like shopping? <laughs> oh, um, only a little. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the internet had to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when was the last time you went shopping? Oh God. Well, okay. So went shopping at, when you, when you say that, I, I think about like an all day or at least multiple hours of like meandering around a shopping district and, and trying stuff on and whatever. And it's been, I have several times recently gone out with, with a purpose. And I like to like, dagger shopping like i go and like <laughs> i go and I get one thing as quickly as possible and get the fuck out and i don't know if that counts no we can count whatever we want to when so yeah when's the last time you did the meandering one 
the closest thing was just uh, I don't know six or eight weeks ago because uh, I went to a uh, a themed party with the boyfriend and it was a thrift shop themed birthday party so had to wander around a goodwill for a while until we had outfits um and that the entire very... point of the event was going shopping <laughs> right yeah exactly exactly that's exactly. funny how was that experience i don't know it stresses me out yeah it's like i don't know Partially, like, I don't have the confidence to just throw on any old thing. And the whole Mm. point is to look ridiculous. So then it's a question of, like, can you look ridiculous enough? Because you you still have to try, but not really. You have to look like you're not trying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And I didn't know any of the people, so I stressed about meeting them. It was, you know, whatever. Sounds like a lot of fear of like judgment, like you're fine trying to find the perfect thing so that you're trying to be perfect in the outfit that you pick yeah, and worried about others judgment of the outfit you picked. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. But isn't that life, Kyle? <laughs> I think that's life. Well, I'm wondering if my fear of other people's judgment leads me to then just dress shittily, which might get more people to judge me. Like, uh, am Mm. I dealing with this in the worst way possible, which is by not caring, Mm. which then may draw more judgment from people. It's interesting. I mean, I, I tend to be in the, like people don't give a fuck like school of thought of, of like people are neither judging you well or poorly. They're just not judging you at all because they're not even registering you. Yeah. And they don't care enough. People are just so self, self absorbed and, I, I think, and I do think that people stand out more when they look really, really good than, I guess that's context dependent. Like if you roll into a black tie dinner with shorts on, you're going to stand out in a bad way. But I, I think, you know, you always notice the best dressed person in the room. I think I do. Yeah. But everybody else is just noise. Everyone else is just noise. Um, you recently pointed out the last time I went shopping was uh, what I will call my definition of shopping, which is shopping online for new clothes for work. You pointed mm-hmm. out that I was dressing better mm-hmm. uh, recently. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. stood out to you. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Which I guess <laughs> there's... <laughs> There, it could be like the dot dot dot. You normally dress so shitty. <laughs> that could be. That's what, what what is implied, and there's no winning, Kyle. There's no winning. No, um, I I wear and am most comfortable in t-shirts and jeans, and I think I've accepted that. That's like, I don't know if you're gonna judge me for that. I I don't know. I don't think I have any friends that care that much. Like this is only because going into work, there's a certain and different expectation. My friends don't give a shit what I wear around them, nor do I them. They could show up in sweats and that's totally fine. In fact, I hung out with a friend recently who we're going to watch a movie. So he wore his sweats over and we watched a movie and and he was wearing his sweats. Like, that's fine. I, I really don't care. I'm so indifferent towards this. Yeah. 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 And can confirm. You're not that bitch. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so why is shopping gay? Because it's for ladies. I think. I, I, I really, I think it's that simple. 
I don't know. It feels like so many things are. It also seems like it's because of the expectation of us being well-dressed, which I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why we're expected to be well-dressed. Maybe it's because we're more creative or in the arts or, you know, Mm. there's more hairstylists and makeup and designers that all of that comes together to say that then we should be more put together. And, and so shopping is the thing that you need to do though, to lead to being well put together and look good and be groomed. And so I don't know. I wonder if that's part of it. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like there's the, um, lipstick on a pig thing of like, I hate myself and I hate what I am in the inside and I'm going to compensate for that by making the outside as pretty as possible. Oh yeah. That's, that's good call. Like we, we already know that we drink more and do more drugs and do things to deal with self-hatred. Shopping is one of those like kind of less, less harmful, but still an avenue people use to make themselves feel better. We didn't talk at all about like shopping addictions or over shopping or spending too much. Like there are some people that have a hole in their heart and fill it with shopping. Yeah, they do. I've been filling my hole with food recently. So yeah, I get, I get the, the desire. I get where that comes from. I normally just fill my hole with booze. Yeah. We all have our thing. We all have our thing. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> why, why did an episode about shopping end so sad? Yeah. Uh, shopping can't, I think I just recently bought a very Seattle like plaid, but like purple plaid collared shirt that I really mm. like. And mm. um, I wore, just wore it today and I, I felt good. I like it. I've embraced that I'm an extra large and extra large things look better on me than like large, which is a little too tight. So Mm. that's something that I've just kind of had to come to terms with on the size. And so I bought an extra large. I feel Seattle. I feel gay because it's purple and I was enjoying what I was wearing. So I was glad I did that shopping. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what it's supposed to make you feel like. (laughs) I think it is too. Which that's <laughs> rarely how it actually happens for me. Or may, maybe it's just the in-person that I'm, maybe online is more the the way that shopping can work for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did we do it? Uh, yeah, I think so. We talked about shopping. We talked about shopping. I'm so, I really liked your history portion. That was really good. That was really interesting. Oh, good. Yeah. Glad you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so should we take a break yeah let's take a break let's take a break break a break and mortar store (laughs) (laughs) this is the part where mike and kyle take a break so are we back we're back we're back we're gonna do our gays and straightest we're gonna do our gays and straightest but first our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on socials. We have a Facebook group. We have a Discord. You can find out all that information at gayishpodcast.com slash contact. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 585-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. 
Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. We have so much stuff, Kyle. Oh, we do? We have, we have, we, well, for anybody on video anyway, there's this whole, there's a big pile. Oh, that's um, exciting. Okay, we'll have to open yeah. them when we're back together. Yes, but I will do this one because okay. it's going to be a letter, not a, not a not a thing. Okay, so we got this letter. It says thank you, uh, dear Mike and Kyle. I hope this finds you both well and in good spirits. My new favorite T-shirt, the signed Gayish T-shirt, just arrived, and I wanted to reach out with a big thank you. It absolutely delighted me to receive it, and I will wear it with pride. Beyond just the fabulous merch, I want to sincerely and wholeheartedly thank you both, as well as Ma Johnson, fucking Dan, and Derek, for your awesome production of my all-time favorite podcast. I love how honest, vulnerable, and humorous you both are, and I hope you know what a blessing gayish is to your listeners. Love, Nicholas Heidi. Oh, thanks, Nicholas. Thanks, Nicholas. Um, yeah, uh, Joe and Dallas, your your monstrosity is here as well. We'll get to it next week. Um, and <laughs> and uh, there's like four other packages here, so. Ooh. Yep. Um, uh, real quick, a local gay bar review, because I haven't done it in a while. Um, I am going to talk to you this time about Le Raid with two Ds. That's in Paris, France. Um, it was a Tuesday night, Kyle, that I went to Le Raid. And Ooh, popular uh, night. despite that, it was fucking packed. It was wow. super duper full. And I saw every age of person there. It was like standing room only. And I was deeply uncomfortable because I like <laughs> literally couldn't not touch people. Um, but the reason that I went there was I was told by a nice boy on Grinder that that's where I should go if I wanted to see a shower show. And did I want to see a shower show? you damn right. I wanted to see a shower show. So <laughs> I went there. Uh, there was a shower. The bartender got in the shower and got down to his speedo he was smoking ass hot but he kept his speedo on i heard you have to stick around later for that for the speedo to come off part allegedly i did not stay that late again i was deeply uncomfortable because of how full it was uh the beers were kind of expensive but hey that's paris three and a half dildos three and a half dildos that's a that's a solid score. I'm coming to find out yes. for a local gay bar. Three or three or better is like would go back absolutely in a heartbeat. Enjoyed myself so. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, ready for our gays and straightest? Let's do our gays and straightest. Okay, I'll go. So uh, my straightest is as a volunteer event for work. I went to help on a park farm thing and so i shoveled a bunch of mulch <laughs> mulch i even have like a little injury from it or a, a little oh blister. my god kyle so butch you have a work injury i know so butch <laughs> I, it's this tiny little blister i got i'll be fine i'll make it through everyone hold <laughs> hold off on your condolence cards <laughs> the gayest thing is that i wore my sisters of perpetual indulgence shirt while i did it nice Good work. Did anybody say anything or notice? No one said a thing. I have multiple times worn that shirt out and wondered if this is the day that I'm going to get accosted by some angry Catholic. (laughs) I thought someone might say something or just be like, what is that? But no one said a thing, which Hmm. that made it easier for me. What about you? Uh, Well, the straightest thing about me this week, I spent all of that time in South America, almost two weeks worth one pair of jeans, one pair of shoes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Mike. 
which was a big mistake considering I threw up all over one of those pairs of jeans. Ooh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, that one pair of jeans. And so I had to wear my work slacks. Um, uh, oh, okay. Okay. After that. So anyway, uh, the gayest thing about me this week is just, I, in an adorable throw up kind of way, the, the number of like pictures and clips and stuff that I sent boyfriend while I was down there, it was like, I was full on almost a millennial. I was like documenting stuff <laughs> and taking pictures and taking videos and s- just so I could send them to him. Taking pictures of your food and stuff. Yes. All the food, all the food. That's adorable. Yeah. We have a listener's gaze to straight us. Uh, we've been, we've been doing our best to get to all of the voicemails that we have. We really love it when you send in voicemails, y'all. It's really, really great. But this one is from Spencer. Spencer. Spencer from Canada. Here we go. Hi, Gayish. This is Spencer from Canada. I've got my gayest and straightest update to submit. Uh, first off, I work at a winery, so I have to do like a forklift training course thing so I can move the wine around. And the straightest would be the fact that I have to do a forklift training course. It feels very, very straight. The gayest would be the informational video you have to do, the amount of times they said load. In that, oh, like watch the back end when he swing the load. Don't put the load in too hard. It was just fantastic. Love you guys. Have a good night. Look, I think don't put the load in too hard is really sound advice for everyone. I disagree. <laughs> put the I load in hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you for your gay sinistratus. We love hearing your gay sinistratuses in your own voice, so please keep those coming. And if you've sent in one already, just give it time. We'll get to it eventually, I'm sure. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, a quick call to action. So... Uh, I ordered way too many Christmas cards last year. So that means we have a fuck ton of Christmas cards left over. So we're going to send out Christmas cards again. So get into Patreon and update your address. You should be able to go to your profile and put your address in for us so that I can send you a Christmas card. And if you got one last year, you're going to get exactly the same one again. And you're going to like it. You're going to (laughs) pretend it's different and not be a dick about it. Yeah. Yeah. Update your address, please. Please. Is that it? I think that's it. We did it. We talked about we shopping. Did. We did a gayest and straightest. I yelled at people. It's good. Yeah, checked all the boxes. Um, <laughs> well, then I would like to thank the following super gap bridgers. Thank you to Kaylee Adams, Kit Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, John Crowley, Stephen Porch, Yo Stosel, Harry Shaw, jo- Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Covington, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B., Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cajatorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. Uh, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Getchatorian's Mall. I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Bye. Bye.